Hello, and welcome back to the Wiffle podcast. Mariska and I are very excited to have you here today. Yes, indeed, we are. And we have a really exciting topic. We do have a very <laughs> exciting topic. And this particular topic that we're going to speak about today, I believe, is something that we do all of the time. And sometimes uh -huh. we do it in an empowering way. Sometimes we do it in a very disempowering way. Mm -hmm. And that topic and technique is reframing. Ooh. So reframing, I'm going to give you the kind of dictionary version of reframing, and then I'm going to kind of break it down into layman's terms. So cognitive reframing is a technique that's used to shift your mindset so that you are able to look at a situation person relationship from a different perspective the main idea behind reframing is that the frame through which a person views that particular situation determines their point of view when that frame is shifted the meaning changes and thinking and behavior often change along with it so essentially what that means is reframing is when we have a situation in front of us and we might be looking at it through a particular lens we might be looking at it through a particular frame and quite often that frame almost has a filter on it because of our own previous maybe hurts you know limiting beliefs your whole belief system all of these things are combining to give you a particular frame or lens as to which you're viewing a situation mm -hmm. And the process of reframing is taking a step back and choosing to look at that situation through a different lens, through a different frame, hopefully a much more empowering frame. So I will let Mariska kind of delve a bit more onto the emotional aspect of it now that you have a sense of what it really is. So emotion, right is the thing that we make it's the sense making process of our feelings so kira have you ever been to something that you wanted to do and maybe it was something big and mm -hmm. important yeah. right and then the very first thing that you think about this big important thing and you sort of on the day is nerves oh, nerves it, and it happens right yeah. normally we get the sensation in our body we have a little bit of butterflies in the tummy we have sweaty palms our whole body is sort of tense and ready and the sense we make is nerves mm -hmm. now if i told you that you could change that and you could have told yourself that you were excited because <laughs> guess what? It's exactly the same feeling in our body, right? Mm. When we're excited, we have a bit of butterflies. Our hands go sweaty. Our body tense up a little, right? Yeah, and for we sure. are excited. So that's literally the way that we reframe. And there is a lot of science behind this so if you guys are interested in going to have a bit of a look doing a deep delve yourself go and look at the youtube video 
from Lisa Fieldman Barrett. She explains it and how it works and how our emotion is basically the sense we make of the feeling we feel in our body. And that relates to reframing, right? So if we can reframe the way we make sense of an emotion, we can actually experience a different emotion. So this stuff is quite powerful. So I was it's wondering. So, mm -hmm. so Kira, anything happened lately where you needed to use this? Honestly, I feel like I use reframing on an everyday basis, mm -hmm. if not with myself, with my clients. I think it's one of you know the most useful techniques I use in my coaching sessions, my one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions. Um, but I will definitely share, you know, a reframing that I have had to do recently. So I'm sure many of you don't know this, but, oh, sorry, someone was trying to call me. Let's make sure that my phone is on airplane mode. Um, <laughs> technology. Anyways, sorry about that, guys. But um, a time that I've had to use reframing was really a lot this year in regards to my health. So I got COVID in April. I got a terrible chest infection in July. And I'll be honest, when I got that chest infection in July, I felt very sorry for myself. Now, I mean, that probably sounds really kind of self-indulgent because it was just a chest infection, but I had felt just really kind of frustrated that I had gotten sick again. And it just felt like it was very, very back to back. Instead of just leaving it at that and having that as the meaning that I was giving to the situation, because remember, we are the ones that choose to give meaning. Everything is neutral. So like getting a chest infection or you know wearing the color black or whatever the case may be in essence it's usually quite a neutral thing that's happening we are the ones that choose to kind of give it more meaning so when i got sick again i thought okay no i have to change how i'm viewing this so i can at least feel better mentally and emotionally so I asked myself, okay, like what are three opportunities and, you know, possible silver linings from me getting this chest infection? And the things that came up were, you know, really taking time to rest, like really, really buckling down on my sleep, which I hadn't done for basically the whole year. You know, kind of spending more quality time with my loved ones when I was in a good place to do that. That was a huge kind of silver lining for me. And then, you know, thirdly, just having the time to kind of do things that I hadn't been able to do, or I should really say do certain things that I hadn't chosen to do in a really long time, you know, things that were important to me that required little energy, but were still very important that I had not made time for before. And I think as hard as it may be, when we're in a situation that we're not really happy with, we have to ask ourselves, you know, well, what can I make out of this? What are like three opportunities or three things that I can maybe get out of this to start changing that experience? What about you, Mariska? Is there anything that you've had to kind of reframe recently? 
Well, that was a really good tip of how to start the reframing. I think mine is a benefit of reframing. Right. Mm. So what I did now, for those of you that knows the story, I'm so sorry, you're going to hear it again. For those of you that don't know the story, here it is at the very first time. So we've moved from South Africa to New Zealand. And then mm. in the time that we have spent in New Zealand, we have basically moved almost three times. So that's a lot the, of moving. There's oh, so much moving. Right now, that's all good and well if we are moving within the same sort of town vicinity area. And there's maybe just a house that you're moving. That's already a lot of moving. Now, these moves were quite significant. Firstly, it was from South Africa all the way to New Zealand. So that's a halfway across the globe sort of move. And yeah. then we were in Invercargill and we moved to Hamilton. So Invercargill is at the bottom of the South Island and Hamilton is sort of in the middle of the North Island. So that's quite a bit of a stretch of moving. And then we moved from Hamilton to Blenheim. So Blenheim is at the top of the South Island. Again, a stretch of moving. Wow. And for all the previous moves, now moving in general, can be a stressful type of thing, right? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of stuff to organize. There's a lot of stuff to pack and unpack and find places for and do all of the other fun stuff that we need to do when we move. So in general, for most people, moving, not a lot of fun. Yeah, 100%. It's a lot, it's a lot on you mentally and physically. I think that's yes. so hard when it comes to moving, yeah. It is. And I think when we're moving from if we're moving within the same town the emotional stress isn't as much there is some but it's not as significant when we're moving from one town one area to another where you're not familiar with anything or anybody you don't yeah. even have a favorite coffee shop anymore right it the emotional toll becomes a bit more so for our Blenheim move, I decided I want to have a peaceful move. Don't want to feel stressed. I don't want to worry about it. I want to have a really peaceful move. And I was very intentional about it. And I decided that I'm going to have a meditative move. Now, I you might that. be wondering, what the hell is a meditative <laughs> move? You can't be sitting on your bum and packing boxes no I cannot but what I can do is I can do it mindfully so if you're not right. aware of mindful practice that is the practice of being in the year and now so in the present right really focusing on the thing that you're doing and it doesn't matter what thing it is you're doing it can be eating it can be packing boxes right it can be literally anything but being in the year and now and really appreciating the thing that you're busy with. So that's what I did. I had a mindful, meditative move. And I can tell you this, it's been the best move ever. That's so good to hear. And the interesting part is, 
it's not like it wasn't without problems, right? We of didn't course. have, had a, we have a corner couch and everything didn't fit into the container. So the corner piece of the corner couch didn't fit in the container and it had to come at a later time. We did not have a full corner couch for two months. And yet, that is not fun. That no, is so it's not, not fun. But still, this move has felt so much more relaxed. Right. Even though there was things that happened, that wasn't necessarily as much fun. I mean, we had, we still had a couch, not the full one, but at least we had a couch. <laughs> so that's good. Definitely an opportunity to, let's see, not having your corner couch, what are the silver linings from that? Maybe improving your posture from doing more standing. Let's yeah. go with that. Some more mm -hmm. or lying kind of on the on the ground and floor, straightening out that back. <laughs> that could be one. That could be a silver lining. Yeah. I'm not definitely. sure what the others are. But I'm sure well, you came up with a few. The, there was the opportunity to test out the furniture in different areas of the house because right. it's so much fewer things to move around, right? Yeah. Not a struggle to move it around. That's um, a good one. And the other one was because we didn't utilize the entire couch as much. Yeah. Um, we were able to go out and explore and see our surroundings. So I love that. Got to do that more. Yeah. Because, well, it's so much more comfortable to stay at home, of course, when you have a couch that's fully functional. Um, Definitely. But if you don't, you can just as well utilize the time differently. So that's what we did. For sure. <laughs> I think moving is a really, it's a huge topic. It's a huge, you know, life transition. And it brings up so many different emotions. You know, definitely Ooh, let yes. us know if... If moving is something you may want Mariska and I to talk about because we've both done it a lot and it seems oh, like yeah. we can we continue to do so. <laughs> but I actually I was talking with a friend today and used reframing again. You know, I was having a conversation with her about moving to a different country. We both have relocated to countries that aren't ours. And we were just saying that, you know, as hard as it may be to not have a fully formed community or, you know, like a group of friends, it is a huge kind of opportunity and blessing to really develop the relationship you have to yourself, mm -hmm. you know, really enjoy your own company, which is a very, very important life skill. Oh, yes. So as difficult as it may be, I feel like that's also a really powerful reframe. So you see, reframing is something you can literally use every day with any situation you come across yeah it is a very very useful skill to be able to do and of course it's one of those where the more you do it the better you get at it right definitely going yeah. to reframing gym <laughs> exercising those muscles works it, it works it makes it so much easier you can come up with ways the different ways of looking at something when you start looking at it differently um, absolutely and that's the intention of it yeah there's actually a famous book written by Marie Forleo she's hugely famous in the world of self-development and leadership and her book is called 
everything is figure outable. And from such a young <laughs> age, you know, um, she was having conversations with her mom on like, but how do I do this? And I, I don't know how to do this. And, you know, just being really apprehensive and her mom's response is, well, you've just got to learn it. You, you got to figure it out. Every, you can figure out anything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know that that can probably come across a bit overly optimistic or a bit like, oh, just, yeah, everything will be fine. You can figure out anything. <laughs> But it is true if you apply yourself to a particular situation and you have the will and determination to think, okay, this may not be ideal, but I'm going to take responsibility and see it differently, do something different. It's hugely empowering. It is. It is. Yeah. And that's exactly why we use it so much, right? Me and you is because it empowers us to live a life that we want to make it what we want to make it instead of going oh yeah but i'm the victim no you're choosing to be the victim yeah we are not anything we are what we choose to be so choose to be something that is inspiring and uplifting and that's so much more fun hundred percent absolutely absolutely (laughs) so what would you say is the three big takeaways from today i would say that the three big takeaways from today are one if you are able to reframe a situation then you are able to experience that situation differently which then means your thoughts your feelings, your emotions, your behaviors will change. So Mm -hmm. that's like a massive, massive takeaway. Two, when you're up against a situation that may not be ideal, there are opportunities or silver linings to come from that situation. You just may have to look. And that is also applying reframing. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to leave the last tip to you, Mariska. Well, starting off with this, it might be slow going, right? So the last tip would be be patient with yourself. And the more you practice it, the better you will become at it. So keep practicing. Definitely. Whenever you find yourself, here's an action step to implement that practice. Whenever you find yourself maybe kind of getting irritated by something or just feeling frustrated, mm-hmm. pause, think about how you're viewing it. What's the lens you're, you're looking at this with and how can you, how can you change that lens? How can you change that frame and just start there? Yeah. That sounds like a very good action step. And for those of you that's a little bit more visual, you can literally think about it like an elephant, right? Elephant? Yeah. So if you think about an elephant Mm -hmm. and you look at the elephant's trunk, right, right, and you stand really, really close and you only see the trunk, you might think that you're looking at a tree. Right. Or a snake, because the trunk has those little ridges on it. 
yeah. it might might look like a snake. And then when you look at the elephant's leg, it looks different, right? Mm -hmm. so when you get to the thing that you're not too sure what exactly it is that you're looking at what meaning you're making of it right think about the elephant what are you looking at are you looking at the trunk or the foot or the tail and how can you get yourself to move away far enough so you can see the whole thing I love or that. At least a different part of it. Absolutely. So think about elephants. Yes. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Well, thank you guys so much for listening today. We're going to leave some information in the podcast um, episode information, more on reframing and that video that Mariska spoke about. So just thank you so much for listening to us. And we really hope that you found today's episode enjoyable and super useful. And we look forward to, well, not seeing, but being with all of you again next week. Bye, guys. Bye.